1045 is home. We were with Ryan Kelly not too long ago. That guy, you want to talk about energy, man. We had a hard time keeping up, and I think we're pretty energetic people. Yeah, but he's live, direct, and ready to go at all times. Just turn the light on, and it's boom. Like Mariani. Could you imagine the conversation between Ryan Kelly and Mariani? <laughs> they'd just be hollering at each other. By the way, uh, the uh, the uh, moonshine people were at the uh, at the remote yesterday. I was like, shouldn't the moonshine people sponsor moonshine every Friday? They were like, damn, that's a pretty good idea. Heck yeah, <laughs> man! What Hold on, old Smokey? Get oh, on in here. That'd be um, it. Injury report, if you missed it, uh, Titans with four players uh, listed out at this point. Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold. There's your left side of your offensive line. Uh, David Long, who continues to not be on IR, but continues to miss week after week after week. Larell Murchison, also out, and that's it. Um, oh as God. Hunk mentioned, Elijah Mitchell averaging almost, four, uh, almost five yards per carry out for the 49ers, and and uh, Coach Mack telling us uh, that's the most dynamic run game in the NFL. They do it all, and they'll put uh, they'll put Debo Samuel, that's my back, full back in the uh, backfield, and they call it the Deadpool formation, <laughs> which I love. I do too. That's pretty dope. So uh, all that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, still three and a half point line. Have you looked lately? Um, you know what? I will look right now. I was waiting on our famous numbers man Todd Furman to get on and tell us what 30. he thought. 4.30 p.m., Todd Furman will join us. Uh, we'll hit all those. Got a couple of questions to ask him, what he's thinking around this time. because well, Especially with all the COVID stuff going on. Oh, yeah. With all that um, being said, Babs, guess what? What? Parcelay hit last night. You're welcome, everybody. Oh, boom. Ah. Just saying. By the way, the line three has now dropped, uh, according to one source, is now to three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, it's a, it's I've a seen a little off. bit of three. I was um, going to say my FanDuel Sportsbook says three and a half. Yeah, it's a, a lot of people took the hook. Speaking of COVID, uh, Bama assistants Bill O'Brien, Doug Marone hit the COVID reserve list. Uh, Steelers place linebacker Devin Bush on the reserve COVID list. I hear about it, man. The Jets Thanks. have 15 players on the COVID reserve list, mm. including their head coach. He's there, too. Texas A&M will not play in the Gator Bowl due to a COVID outbreak. (laughs) I've heard there might be a little bit of uh, maybe we don't want to play in the bowl and, uh, hey, COVID problems. Well, (laughs) it it is, what, nine days away, though, I guess, if you have, I mean, I guess there there is that 10-day mark, right, is what they say. But um, officially, they say, Due to a combination of COVID-19 and season-ending injuries. That's why the roster is not in a position to safely participate in the bowl game. Yes. You know what, Babs? Which really stinks for Wake Forest because they've had a hell of a season. Mm -hmm. And Dave Clawson has done a phenomenal job there with recruiting and building and, and those guys that, you know, helped to kind of build that program and... Now, all of a sudden, they don't get to close it out. That kind of stinks. It does. Eric Burkhart said Bishop Sycamore to the Gator Bowl. <laughs> Send anybody. Yeah. Sure. That's that made-up school. <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> For those available. Yeah. Pretty good. Sunset614 on Twitter. After reading Saffold, Lewan, Long, and God knows who else won't be playing, I feel like putting my head in a blender. Man. Hey, listen. I was just looking because Mayor just told me, 
that I have, have I looked at it lately, and I just went and looked at a couple of my bets. What you got? Um, at what you got, Slay? Uh, on December twentieth, I made a, a bet. Uh, Tennessee Titans at one forty-five on the money line. Okay. After talking to some of my acquaintances. Wait, not your reps, your acquaintances. Not, yeah, these are my acquaintances. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You've got like a like a grid. Yeah, I got tears. <laughs> You've got, got tears. tears. <laughs> so it takes some work to get into yeah. the rep category. Yeah, yeah. So acquaintance is down the list. Yeah, but 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 actually no, because you're in a different level than acquaintances. But you happen to fall in acquaintances barrel this this time around. You and Mariani. Me, you and oh, Mariani. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at twelve on December twenty second at yes. twelve fifty eight, I made another bet. Twelve fifty eight. Um, I picked the Titans at 150 on the money line. So, Titans, I know there's a lot going on. And like I said, there's no excuses to be made. Well, Pull us out for me, fellas. Uh, Action 247 has the Titans plus three at plus 135 on the money it line. It dropped. So, I got it at 145, 150. Then it just dropped with your, the information you just said to 135. So, I got it from 145 early. 150 yesterday, NASDAQ down to 135. Yeah, don't take it at 135. No, no. I'm, I'm, you I'm, already I'm, have I'm, it at 145. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay up here. Now, they some keep your two bets on the one game. I, yeah, I couldn't take it back <laughs> if I wanted to. <laughs> I want to, but I can't. So I'm riding, riding with it. Hey, I hit on uh, Allen Bell's San Diego State last night. It was something that I couldn't remember. The Man, dude. You see how disappointed he gets? Dude, that's the thing about doing the show sometimes. You got to stay locked in and you forget when you go to commercial. Lock the door. <laughs> Man, this is, this is so crazy. Yeah, two-point two favorite. Alan Bell said, uh, who were they playing? I don't know, Texas, playing San Antonio. T- yeah, you t- said their running back's yeah. really good, but he's out. Yep. And so go San Diego State. Man, and he said. 14. Florida also, but we didn't get to ask him about Army and Missouri that I can't wait to ask Todd Furman about. Yeah, That's because Florida um, plays UCF. Yeah, Emory Jones is going to transfer after the game. Um, <laughs> Richardson is going to play? Yeah. They didn't transfer? Yeah. Word around the campfire. This is, yeah, word around this is, the campfire. Come on, y'all. Now, well, uh, all right. All this right, is everybody. word around the campfire season. I'm, I'm with you. But still. Richardson, like, the other quarterback's hurt. We got to get a grip, man. Well, and if I was a coach, I'd be like, you're not playing. Yeah, that's all I'm you're saying, not. man. Like, if, if, if I catch gone, a womb of this. There is, I, I, I don't, you're not playing. What? No, because Here's, I want somebody who might contribute next year out. to get the experience. Check this out. Come on, man. The interim coach t- tomorrow for Florida has already been told he will not be retained. I see, man, who y'all I mean, see? what are we doing? Yeah, that, that's, all, <laughs> that's all I'm saying, Bab. They want you to walk in the office and ask them, hey, man, what you, who y'all think I am? Who you think I am? You, you expect me to go out here and coach, and I'm gone? I'm just hanging around. <laughs> nah, yeah, nah, this, no, I'm the wrong one. I'm the wrong one. Where's Napier? That's what I, where's Napier? He's hanging out. He's he's ready to take take the reins of the program. Well, I'm going to go over there where he at. That's where I'm going. He's creating. That's what I'm talking. I'm going over there where he at. What, what state he in? I'm going to fly out there with him. He's partying in the portal. Trying <laughs> to find some people to fill his roster. <laughs> but what if Napier doesn't want Emory Jones, and, and he definitely doesn't want the interim coach. He already told him. Yeah, but how are you going to send them out there to represent? Regardless of what Napier is about to do, this is the last representation that we see of Florida before the fall. Now, really don't here's care. the other thing. They're a seven-point favorite over Gus yeah. in Central Florida. 
That's crazy that, to me. I, uh, yeah, Gus, mm-mm. See, you know, that, I, you know what know, he, I would not take that against Gus Malzahn nah. with a little chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Plus they're saying, team. and you know this better than anybody almost, maybe, um, that Gus does remember things, and if he has uh, a chance to get you back, yeah. he's going to get you back. And, and, and Auburn lost to Florida in a pretty big game the last mm-hmm. time they played. So, um, again, that line is so crazy that I'll probably stay away from it. I, no, I, I already, I'm already jumped on it. It's not like Scooby Doo or the <laughs> I already jumped on it. I'm on that. Like Scooby Doo. Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to put it in with somebody else. Put it in with Army of Missouri or something. 615-737-1045. Yeah, Missouri's a uh, star running back, not playing. Yep. Quarterback, Beating. Connor Basilak out. Uh they're gonna roll with a freshman, I think, at quarterback. And then they can't defend the run. We've seen that all year. They got a little better as they the year went on. But that's what Army's gonna do to them. Now, Army lost their last game. We saw the rock, and Army is a seven-point favorite against an SEC team, and they were po'd about that game against Navy. Oh, we saw it on the field. Yeah, they were, ooh, I like. I don't, I don't, man. I'm a big dude, but I was like, man, y'all, excuse me, man. Yeah, we yeah. don't let y'all excuse me. Get get back. I don't even run into y'all because y'all ain't playing. Yeah, Dominic in Nashville. Next up on three HL six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Dominic, what's up? Well, what's up, man? How y'all doing? Hey, we're good, Dom. Man, uh, two things. Uh, first, uh, I think Don and uh, Ron might have talked about it yesterday about uh, play calling with the Titans. Like, why aren't we using the quick game if you see the Lions not able to block up like they should? And secondly, Ron, how much did they charge Santa to park his sleigh? <laughs> how much they charge who? Santa. 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 Oh, man, listen, man. He got one of them, um, one of them um, nice little – Handicap stickers in the glove department, man, that he just, you know, pull up. It ain't really a handicap, but you know what I mean? Nah, yeah, it ain't really nah, a handicap. Not, you know what I mean? He free. Nah, we didn't, we didn't charge him nothing. It's on the house. Oh! Ah. Real ones know. That's all. Real ones know. You feel me? <laughs> Y'all have a good Merry Christmas, man. Take that. Yeah, that's it. real. <laughs> Dang, calling Sam out like that. Hey, no, nah, that's my boy. That's my boy. Yeah, he used the sleigh. How y'all think he getting around? I mean, that's a little, I mean, that's the ultimate sleigh ride. Yeah. Speaking of the ultimate Wouldn't sleigh. Wouldn't you just love the opportunity to ride around with Santa one Christmas? Oh. Could you see that? Man, do you know how many houses we would miss? Well, Santa, like, he moves around the world without anybody knowing it. If Slay's in the ride with him, no, I'm turning it up. Like, that's where everybody's going to oh, see Santa. Oh, man, I'm going to have uh, Lil Rudolph, Lil Red Nose vibrating and everything. <laughs> I'm going I'm, to have the music banging. I'm talking about... Boy, a little presents hopping out the back of the seat. Sorry, ain't got no room. Man, what? Little kids wake up and catch us down there. You ride with us. <laughs> ain't no need going back to bed. Hop in with us, boss. We got a couple little more spots to hit. Let's roll. <laughs> man, we on. Man. Happy birthday, Coach Pump. My boy, Pump, Michael Claybrooks, man. Happy Today's birthday. Pump's birthday? Today's Pump birthday, man. See? How old's Pump? You going to out him? But yeah, Pump, 40. Oh, One. today's the big yeah, one. Yeah, Pump old oh, me. 41. He might be 41. I don't know. Pump might be 40. <laughs> Michael Claybrooks. Yeah, me and Pump is in the same eight grade, though, so he's probably 40. I don't know. Pearl Cone Firebird. You better know it. When the MLK's greatest. Uh, Andrew Jackson, baby, uh, what yeah. up? CPA Lion. There you go. Uh, Adam Schefter, 15 Jets out due to COVID. Head coach Robert Sala. Cornerback Michael Carter. Wide receiver Elijah Moore. Guard Vera Tucker. Defensive lineman Foley Fatukasi. <laughs> He didn't sound <laughs> I don't want to mispronounce that. Defensive end, Jay Franklin Myers. 
Special uh, special teamer Justin Hardy, linebacker uh, H. Nasiruddin, safety Neesman, Jeff Smith, Blake Cashman, Noah Dawkins, Lamar Jackson, not that one, although he didn't practice today either for the Ravens with the ankle. Uh, Tanzel Smart and Vincent Smith. Hey, man. Do, 15. Do we make it through this season with, with the NHL just pulled NBA talking about changing games? NFL yes, right because the they'll stop testing okay, okay. vaccinated players okay. with no symptoms. Well, okay. The NFL's already got a plan to do that. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, Todd Furby coming up at 4.30. Stay tuned. 615-737-1045. Figure if I let this go, maybe Don will start dancing. Does it roll? Does it roll? <laughs> I had the TV on a G League game. There you go, Davenport. Um, Chair dancing. On you can't ch- see it on my camera. Chair though. dancing. On a now they got another camera on you. Um, we were watching a G League game. Slay's like, "What are you doing? This game was on yesterday." So worried, man. <laughs> hey, we don't want to watch that again. Well, so what'd you put on instead? Ted. Ted two. Ted two. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's even worse. No, that's even greater. Ted I mean, at is least the put funniest. it on a Christmas movie or this something. This is kind of Christmassy. Ted is the funniest, mo- maybe most <laughs> inappropriate, really. like stuffed animal movie ever. Oh, uh, yeah. I love it. Tennessee hosted number six, Arizona, tonight at six o'clock. Vault Network coverage uh, begins after Titans tonight. Uh, we'll join in progress. Vault's favored by two. FPI gives Tennessee a 76.8% chance to win. Mm-hmm. Arizona is 11-0. They do have an 80-62 to 62 win over number four, Michigan. That's correct. Uh, they play at number 19, Tennessee tonight, then number at number five, UCLA, then at number eight, USC. That's a little run for them. Yep. And they've got a bunch of sophomores. Uh, Mathurin, Mathurin uh, 6'6", 210-pound sophomore, leads Arizona in scoring with 17.4 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 2 assists, shoots 42% from 3. Tabulis is 6'11", sophomore, averaging 16 and 7. And Kresa is another sophomore, averaging 12.5 assists per game. What do you think about tonight's matchup? You went into it a little bit earlier. Yeah, Tennessee's got to get physical down low. Yeah, they got to help. They got to establish a presence where they're going to control the paint, knowing that you're going against seven footers. That that's the the way that they thrive. The way that a seven footer could be involved in the game is if he's dis- disruptive on penetrations, on the boards, running the floor, and finishing around the basket. That's the only way. Especially a guy that not these guys are not seven-foot Dirk Nowitzki's where they're out there spreading the floor and shooting threes and stuff. So that's not a, a factor you have to worry about. But what you do have to worry about is when you're going in there penetrating, the guy right there ready to help, and you drop it off to a big, and he goes up and try to shoot something soft. You got to go up and finish. Prepare to get, take the contact, finish through contact, and get the bucket. It's that simple. And you got to be able to box out. You cannot lean on somebody, um, a seven-footer, and try to box them out. Seven-footers, you got to put body all the way into them and drive them out. Finish the defensive possession, get the rebound. That's what it's about for the Vols. I think our backcourt can handle anybody in the nation, honestly. I think Kennedy Chandler is going to be a guy that's really going to get going in this. Also, Santi, got to get bench play. Bench play is going to be huge. It's at home. This is the reason that teams – this is the reason that guys like Fulkerson came back. Not only because, you know, he didn't finish the way he wanted to, but – 
They missed that that fan aspect of it being packed to the rafters, it rocking and rolling, and a big time opponent coming in there, and you playing, and you really getting to feel what that excitement and all the light show and all the hoopla is about that you got to visit, you got to experience on your visit. So here it is tonight. I think the threes will be falling too. I do too. In Knoxville. At home. In a game like this. And it's home. You know what I'm saying? Tonight also. The only and, and the only thing that that I'm fearful of also is the long break. Memphis would have been great to be able to get some oh, up and yeah. down. You know, what I mean, they had eight days in between this. Now a game, then they're gonna have eight more days off. Then on the road. But on the flip side of that, it could be they're chomping at the bits to get out there. That's you know? what I was gonna say. Yeah. So like on the flip side of it, mm-hmm. it's man, we're we're because they were jacked for that. Memphis oh yeah. Game. I mean, ready for it. Oh yeah. And so for it to be kind of called off last minute like that, I I would go more towards, okay, Mm -hmm. we're ready to go. Now, is there, is there a, is there a possibility you're too hyped? Yeah. I mean, and in this situation, I think, and that's, but that's why we say the bench has to come into play on this right? because you want to be able to hurry up and catch a second win. If this was on the road, I would really be fearful because you got to catch a second win. I mean, you got to put guys in, in the game that may not be ready for that, that, that time um, to step up, but with the crowd behind bench guys, it's a totally different game than it is on the road. So be able to get those guys going, man, and I, I expect great things, man. And anything, the way that Memphis beat Alabama, honestly, the crowd the crowd was the biggest factor. Alabama lost again last night. Uh, to Davidson, Davidson at home. With, yeah, Steph Curry wasn't walking through that door. No, no he wasn't. Uh, from Jason Munn, speaking of Memphis, uh, more shenanigans going on potentially. Memphis was likely going to be without their best player in certain first-round pick, Imani Bates, in the Tennessee game. This whole thing smells fishy. Mm, you think? Somebody needs to get to the bottom of what really Somebody need to get in the cat litter and, 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 and clean the cat litter out. Ace on Twitter, at the HL1045 props for acknowledging Ted 2 as the superior Ted movie. I don't know that we wow. went that far, but no, um, as a series. I mean, is it better than Ted 1? That's what he's saying. I'm going to choose oh. Ted 1 all day long. But I'm def- don't think I'm turning the channel when Ted 2 come on. No, because there it is. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't let you turn it. Matt in Nashville, and then we'll get Todd Furman in here. Matt, what's up? Hey, guys. What's up, Don, man? Brent, Ron, happy holidays. You hey, too, thank you, brother. Thank you. I had a question for you. When uh, when the schedule was released to have players join your team at Buffalo Wild Wings for the live show, um, are you guys going to take responsibility for Saffold ending up on the COVID list? <laughs> Negative. No, that was far no, out. That bro. was that was like over a week ago. Yeah, that was far out on us. It bro. was last Tuesday, and they sit uh, at least six feet from us. Uh, but we, yeah, we do take a picture with them, though. That's true. Yep. Yeah, Are you try. guys going to take responsibility? Are you going to take responsibility for a <laughs> virus that is so super contagious that uh, freaking 75% of the country has it right now? Yeah. Okay, dude. And it's asymptomatic. But, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Uh, but on top of it, so that the was answer last is a, Tuesday. a hard no. Yeah, yes. We're not taking responsibility Actually, for that. Actually, I... I I kind of want to come a little bit harder on my no, but uh, <laughs> don't don't. But I'm I'm, Here we are. <laughs> I'm I'm stepping out of the red. I'm stepping out. If of that the question red. would have been asked at three o'clock, I'd have been like, listen. Beep beep beep. Meanwhile, Todd Furman joins us from Las Vegas. Hi, Todd. Todd. What's going on, guys? Hopefully, everyone is doing well in lovely Nashville this afternoon. 
We are. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays on the front end of everything. You got any big plans coming up? Absolutely none. Have uh, the fiance's entire family coming over Saturday for Christmas Day. I have some NFL responsibilities, so I'll be ducking in and out and have to do everything in my power to keep from drinking until halftime of the nightcap is passed. <laughs> so I can at least appear to be semi-coherent when I go on CBS's airwaves. Yeah, Slay was just saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do everything you can to stay coherent. Before halftime. You know, it's somewhat overrated. I'll be completely honest. But uh, for job security and everything else, I have much better control of what comes out of my mouth uh, when I've only had two or three cocktails in the system instead of six plus. I agree. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and start. San Francisco at Tennessee coming mm-hmm. up tomorrow. Uh, three and a half, the early line, down to three in some places. Do you find any value on the Tennessee side of things? Uh, I do not, but I'm also not running to the window to back the 49ers here. I think the betting market has caught up to where these two teams are in the season. The look-ahead number for this game was right around to pick him, but of course Tennessee goes on the road, comes up a yard short uh, from having a chance to knock off the Steelers in a game they dominated in terms of total yardage. Meanwhile, San Francisco, they look to be a bit of a juggernaut right now. Winners of five of their last six, been a top-five scoring offense and defense during that stretch. When you look at the Titans, and this won't come as a surprise any Titans fans, you dig into some of the numbers. Points per game have dropped from 28-plus per contest to a shade more than 18. Yards per game from 377 to 302 without Derrick Henry. But more importantly, you've seen Ryan Tannehill's production really fall off. It's combination of protection issues up front we know that left side of the offensive line won't be any healthier and just not having weapons in the receiving core so i'm not quite sure how this matchup will play out obviously the travel works in the titans favor but in terms of the personnel on the football field i think san francisco is the far superior side as we sit here headed into week 16 so we talk uh, about um how much players affect point spreads right like and and you have consistently uh said that quarterbacks can affect the line uh, not necessarily uh, other players, although Derrick Henry, you know, uh, given everything, maybe two and a half, somewhere in there, depending on the matchup. What about, it, it looks like A.J. Brown is going to be able to go. It looks like Julio Jones, who practiced fully today, will be able to go. Does that change things at all? It definitely helps because it offsets some of uh, the lack of weaponry that we've seen from Tennessee, specifically in the passing game over the last couple of weeks. And Ryan Tannehill's passer rating has really shown the difference with and without Derrick Henry. I mean, you're talking about numbers that are more in line with the mid-80s. With Henry in the full, it's 115-plus. So having those two guys out there, knowing that Deontay Foreman has filled in admirably with 155 yards and 35 carries over the last two weeks, you'd think that would give them some balance. But I do wonder, matched up against the likes of a Nick Bosa coming off of the edge, yeah. if you're down your second stringers on that left side of the offensive line, how aggressive do you want to be with Ryan Tannehill? I think his legs have to be the X factor in this game, maybe a designed run or two. We've seen him be more proficient as a runner, especially inside the 10-yard line, than as a passer over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and imagine that trend would continue if they get into scoring territory tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Todd, now... Um, Sorry, we just had some babs around. Yeah, let me let me ask you this: Indy at AZ. What we, what we got looking at? This I believe this turned into a pick 'em also, right? Yeah, this is another game that's moved a ton as well, Slay. When you look at the uh, number forecasting going into last weekend, Arizona would have been about a three-and-a-half, four-point favorite. But the Colts go out there and dominate New England for the better part of three quarters, despite 
Carson Wentz only completing five passes. Arizona goes on the road and becomes the first team in NFL history that had 10-plus wins to lose to a team that had one win or less by double digits. So two opposite ends of the coin. You dig into some of the Cardinals' recent numbers, and they're not exactly a ringing endorsement for trying to back this team. I mean, the last two weeks, Kyler Murray's seen the worst completion percentage uh, of his career season really crater his yards per attempt for the season from 8.9 down to 7.1 he's turned the ball over three times in a passer rating that's really fallen off the table and I think what we're seeing from Arizona is some vulnerability on the defensive side plus it's rare that the road team comes in in a more advantageous travel situation but that's what you have here with Arizona crisscrossing the country to take on the Lions I think they'll be better here uh, and when you look at these two teams from a value perspective it's probably Arizona or pass but I just haven't been a believer in the Cardinals I've said that for weeks that market has finally caught up to them, and I feel this is a game better served to sit on the sidelines than it is to tangle with a particular yeah. side. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. Uh, so many of these games have playoff implications. Um, it, it's difficult to kind of roll through right. uh, all of them, obviously. But let's go to Buffalo at New England. New England favored by two and a half at home against the Bills. And uh, I think New England's going to throw the ball more than three times in this particular matchup. <laughs> what we saw the first time around against Buffalo, although the Bills' run defense continues to be porous. I mean, they're giving up chunk yards. Uh, they're giving up a ton of overall yardage in these games. So New England, I think, will be able to operate effectively through the play-action game. Problem for the Patriots is they're down some weaponry as far as receivers are concerned. Uh, we know Nelson Algalor left last game with a concussion, Kendrick Bourne in COVID protocol. So we'll see if either of those guys come back. But I think this is the kind of game where New England can lean on their tight ends. It's got to be a Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry type performance. Defensively, New England has dealt a little bit of a benefit, knowing that they won't have to contend with slot receiver Cole Beasley, although Gabriel Davis has really come on of late. Six touchdown catches so far this season, had a couple of them last week. If the number got to three, you are going to see some money on Buffalo, and if all things were equal, I was hell-bent on going over the total here, because I think these defenses are a little bit overrated, but I want to make sure I know exactly what weapons are going to be out there. If the total were to tick down some and the forecast looks favorable, can see making a slight value play going over 43 if the number came down a shade. How much attention do you put, put on weather? Like, do you check weather on all of these games? Uh, this time of year, a ton. Uh, I'm yeah. checking it usually once in the morning and once at night, especially with venues that we know are notorious uh, for late-season forecasts where you'll get those swirling winds, you'll get some of the other elements that play a role. And I think one of the big parts when you look at weather and try and figure out where you can get a little bit of an edge, wind is the single biggest factor if you want to make a case to go under the total because even a light dusting of snow or some rain actually can give the advantage to the offense. Yes, it's a wet football, but the offense knows where they're going. It can hurt footing on the defensive side, whereas wind, forget about it. It's typically a huge benefit, especially if we're talking about gusts of 15 miles an hour or greater. Todd, let me take you to college for a second. We got UCF in Florida. Florida in flux with, I, I don't know who, who, who's leading this program. You got one guy that's just watching the game, and you got one guy that's coaching the game that really ain't really a coach. Yeah, he's uh, gone after the game. Yeah, I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, but then you got Malzahn looking to get a chip off his shoulder. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think UCF will have to be thrilled to be in this particular spot, playing in their home state, knowing that it's going to get tougher and tougher to recruit in the state of Florida when you look at the other programs, especially coming from the Power Five conferences. If this game was played during the regular season, though, we'd be looking at Florida as a double-digit favorite. Of course, that's not quite the case here. To your point, you don't know exactly who's going to be calling the shots from a coaching standpoint. You have a quarterback who said he's going to enter the transfer portal after the game. 
Uh, as we know, Jack Miller, the former Ohio State quarterback, looks to be the guy with the inside track once Billy Napier takes over. Uh, I think this is where live betting comes in because you're going to know pretty early on if Florida wants to be there. If they do, they can be a team that's running downhill. If they're a little bit checked out and UCF treats this game like the Super Bowl, like I think they will, they'll have an excellent chance to win it outright because you know Gus and company would love to exact a pound of flesh from Big Brother within the state. So I'm going to take that as money line, UCF. <laughs> um, I do honestly say I don't think that's a terrible way to look at it because I think it's boom or bust. I don't see a scenario where this is a game played inside the number. Right. And I think if UCF is going to be the team that's more engaged, they can run away and hide. If Florida wants to be there, the seven may not be enough to try and get you to the window. Right, right. Interesting. What about uh, today with uh, Missouri and Army? You know, this was a game early on. I wanted to make a case for Missouri knowing that it's rare excuse me, to get an SEC opponent catching nearly a full touchdown against a service academy. The one thing we have grown accustomed to is service academies playing exceptionally well in bowl games, but it's rare for them to be favored by this margin uh, over power five teams. And you dig into what Army's played as far as a schedule this season. I mean, you're hard-pressed to find anything uh, of real substance there. I mean, this is one of the worst strengths of schedule uh, of any team coming into the bowl season. Yes, they played Wisconsin. Yes, they played Wake Forest. But you gave up 70 to Wake. Uh, you went down the road to Wisconsin in a game that wasn't nearly as competitive as 20-14. to 14. But Missouri, of course, without Tyler Beatty, Brady Cook will be under center. At 7, I can see making a slight case for Missouri. Uh, but if some of their ales that were plagued them all season long and stopping the run rear its ugly head, this is the kind of opponent that can demoralize you pretty quickly. Is there an NFL game we didn't touch on that you like? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you look at one of the games in the AFC North, and I know this total has been bet up a shade, but I think there are going to be some points in Baltimore and Cincinnati. This is a Ravens defense dealing with a ton of question marks in their back end. They know they have to be a little bit more aggressive offensively because they can't try and win defensive slugfest. Uh, with basically their entire starting secondary from early in the season out. Meanwhile, Cincinnati has the playmakers that are more than capable uh, of putting a hurt on Baltimore. On the other side, we'll see if Lamar Jackson returns at 100%, but I think Baltimore's passing game can do enough against this Bengals banged-up defense as the game will be a little bit higher scoring than the 44.5 suggests. Great stuff, Todd. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, Have a a great week, and uh, uh, we'll talk with you soon. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a great holiday and enjoy all the bowl games. You too, Todd. At Todd Furman, Bed the Board Podcast. Check him out. Interesting. 615-737-1045 is the phone number. More 3HL next on 104.5 The Zone. Three HL 104.5 The Zone. Love my guy calling in, blaming us for Roger Saffold on the COVID yeah, reserve list. What did we do? That was number one. That was last Tuesday. I'm quite sure that Roger Saffold was around. Come on, dude. Several other people over the course of the last week. And uh, maybe the Steelers. As Hunk pointed out, Devin Bush tested positive for exactly. COVID, and Saffold blocked him. But anyway, yeah. nice try, bro. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. It looks like Ramon Foster is in the chat. Savagery is in the chat. Like smoke is on the prowl. Smokey gonna be on the prowl tonight. I'll smoke it, hey boy. Hey, Smokey, Smokey gonna he. I bet you love these like random non-conference games against Heck really yeah. good opponents. Heck yeah, especially at home. Oh my goodness, dude. See, that was half. That was half of our problem. In my day, we couldn't. We couldn't really get opponent. Man, did nobody really want to come to Thompson Bowling like that? I'm telling you, you gonna get upset if you were higher ranked than us. You are gonna get upset, and if you wasn't higher ranked than us, we are gonna run your wheels up off of you. 
Tell you that right now. Your little car won't have no roof or no wheels. Playing around <laughs> with us, but we, hey, man, we took. I'm telling you, especially in different conferences, man, we took that. Personal. Did you have some like go to trash talk, or did it just like kind of hit mm-hmm. you in the moment? It always always hit me in the moment. Yeah, it was so it wasn't a like a same thing over and over. No, uh-uh. it was always new. Uh uh-uh. uh you got man. fresh in your game, man. I'm gonna get fresh every single time, man. That's a part of. Listen, <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I embody the, na- the the city of Nashville, Tennessee, man. The state of Tennessee. So when I ran out there, I'm giving you everything. I'm talking about, and it's all gonna be fresh. I got new material every single time. If I even got to make it up, it's gonna be new. If you started like zero and six, zero for six, were you still talking? Or would you wait till you got your game going? <laughs> no, I'm still talking. All I'm gonna be telling you is, come on, man, help me. Help me. Let me, me yeah. help you. Exactly. Help yeah. me give you these buckets. That's what I need you to help me do. <laughs> just rile me up. Just one thing. Don't. And then, see, I, I, I did just run. Give a, me, I dare you to give me a live pass please, on the break. Please. Please. <laughs> I used to run across people that used to try to be quiet. <laughs> and I, I would tell them, no, talk, dog. Be yourself out here with me. Because that's all I'm looking for. And once they give it to me, <laughs> it was on. Especially. After my sophomore year, like, well, really, sophomore year on, because you start to learn the officials, oh, and they yeah. kind of know you. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, man, it's just, especially SEC officials. TV Teddy. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> Teddy Valentine. Whatever, man, that's something else, boy. Ooh, it's something you can't play with, but I'm telling you, ever since I got John Clockerty on my side, I couldn't be messed with, boy. TV Teddy, Doug Shiles, all of them. Doug Shiles. Yeah, all of them, man. Couldn't mess with me, boy, because John would John would say something to him. I know he, he never told me this, but I know John would say something to him. I know he would. Like, you can't pick on that, man, because that was picking on me. My freshman, no, literally, no no doubt of picking on me. My favorite Slay stuff was when, actually, your freshman year, when you were the sixth man, and Jerry Green would just look down the bench and – he wouldn't even say anything. Like, you yeah. would just go running yeah, to the yeah, sports yeah. table. Well, we shouldn't ever look my way. <laughs> that means you must want me in there. He I'm might have been looking at Harris Walker. He could have been looking know. at anybody. That's, man, dude, I used to sit right next to the last assistant coach. I'm gone. They don't need me to be down there at the, uh, the end of the bench. Can't get in quick enough. I got, I got to be down there close, and I'm in a dead sprint until I thought I was the truth. My, junior, my my sophomore year, then I used to walk because I knew I was the next one coming off the bench. Here we go. Man, I used to let everybody see me put that headband on. Because you'd have the headband around your neck. <laughs> yeah, and it's time to rock and roll. It's time to rock and roll. Carl ain't got no roof. And it's funny because <laughs> when you started walking, I remember like that's the crowd would like react. Yeah, they know what's going on. They know what's going on. But guess what, man? That's the impact of a home game. And when you got a home game and you got an opponent like Arizona coming in tonight, undefeated, number six in the nation, knowing that you've played a Villanova, North Carolina, played Texas Tech, you've played some ranked teams, didn't really play them the way you wanted to. Now you got an opportunity to, before the break going in SEC play to make a statement. Here you go. Um, I saw this story. This is really interesting. Um, during the Idaho Potato Bowl, this was yesterday. <laughs> Did you guys see this? <laughs> What's wrong with Saturday, you know what, I love the Idaho what, Potato Do you know where I'm going with this? Uh-uh, talk to me. <laughs> During the Idaho Potato Bowl. Yeah. Have you ever worked that bowl game, Babs? I sure have. Have you? Twice. Do they give you potatoes? No. And I would have loved potatoes. I mean, they do douse the... Although, back when I worked it, because it was a while ago, it was uh, it was in my first couple of years with ESPN. Um, now they douse the winning coach in French fries. 
I saw that. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't used to do that when I was It takes a minute I for the French there. fries to get like out of the canister yeah. or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I, so talking to Coach Fulmer, I was like, you know, what, what do you remember when you guys, when the clock struck zero? And he's like, grab my daughter's hand. Next thing I know, somebody's handing me a bunch of Tostitos chips. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Take his chips. All right, so during the Idaho Potato Bowl, a Kent State offensive lineman was flagged for a false start. That, however, is not the story. The story is that a Kent State offensive lineman was flagged for a false start because he puked pre-snap. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. Right there on the field. Now, the interesting part, and this is crazy, I saw the video. He didn't move. Like, you saw him puke. There ain't no false start, dude. He didn't move. That's what I was thinking. What is what? You can't blame me for throwing up on the field. That's not a penalty. So if my mouthpiece fall out my mouth and is and it falls on the side of the defense. That's a false start. I didn't even see that. Now that probably happened. I guess. I mean, but still, it ain't it ain't you. He didn't move. It's a it's amazing. So like credit that. I think that guy like they should get five yards for his ability to not move while throwing up pre snap. And they really lucky he did it pre snap because if he would have did it as soon as they snapped the ball, he would throw up in somebody's helmet. <laughs> Well, he was blocking. It's like, called strategy. It's like stand by me. Because usually, like, if somebody sees somebody throw up, somebody's got a weak stomach, then uh, they throw up. You just keep yeah, saying that. That'll happen. Can you I imagine? might throw up right now. <laughs> if everybody would have just started puking. <laughs> everybody start making the sound. So, like, start if the guy the guarding him would have thrown up, then is that offside? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, offsetting. <laughs> see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One upset. of my favorite things that Dawn does is her, her fake puke sound. Huh? <laughs> 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 we'll go to break on that. Uh, hope you're enjoying your dinner right now. Uh, five o'clock hour coming up. <laughs> Titans 49ers. We've got the injury report. Who's out for both teams? Oh, We've got boy. it for you next on 104.5 The Zone. <laughs> That's it. Right there.